Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Banker Next Door. I am your host, Dr. Joe Berquist. Uh, this is our weekly banking update. It's great to be back with everybody here again. Uh, before I get into the news, I just wanted to mention a couple things. Uh, uh, hopefully, everyone is following along with my book review of The Lords of Easy Money. Uh, I just put out part three, which is a which is a review of chapter two of that book. I'm going to be methodically kind of moving through every week. I'm going to bring you guys another chapter of that book. I think there's about 16 chapters in there. Uh, but every week I'm going to bring you through and give you another chapter in the book. And, and we're going to go through and we're going to analyze it and talk about it. And uh, so if anybody's not following that, definitely go in, check that out, listen to it. Because like I said before, you really have to understand that book and, and what the Fed has done and what's going on with the Fed in order to understand the situation that we're in right now and what's happening right now, what could potentially happen in the very near future, depending on what it is that the Fed does, the actions that they take. So so definitely check that out. Um, I've posted some updated episodes in the crypto series. Uh, if anybody has it as would likes that, um, you know, did a review of uh, Bitcoin, Bitcoin uh, last week, uh, did kind of an update on the failure of uh, Kansas Bank Tri-State Tri-State Federal Savings, I think it was called. Uh, yes, they, 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 you know, kind of did an update on that. I uh, had a couple other episodes this week just on kind of like AI and banking and updated risk. And and so, uh, yes, yeah, so I hope you guys will go and just check out some of those episodes and see what's going on there. And uh, again, I just like to say a couple of things like I the the episodes that I'm doing and how I'm putting this podcast together here and everything. I mean, everything is here is supposed to be cumulative. In other words, it's all kind of builds together. You know, the more of this stuff you, you watch and you listen to, and you, you, the more the things that I'm kind of reporting on and bringing out, um, it's like building blocks. You know, you, you look at the episode on inflation, you look at the yield curve, you look at the national debt, uh, you look at some of the other economic indicators, you know, you look at the labor market, we look at what the Fed's doing, you know, it's, it's, it's not any of those one things by themselves, but if you put it all together, uh, that's how you get the whole picture of what's going on here. And hopefully we uh, we learn also a lot more about, you know, banks and how banks operate uh, day in and day out. Uh, you know, what are the real risks there that are involved? Uh, you know, what are successful banks versus unsuccessful banks? Why do some banks fail? Um, you know, you have to do a lot of analysis of bank failures and major financial crises to understand you know, there's patterns here. There's patterns that you see in a lot of the, as you study more of these things. And you also understand that all of these different panics they have, they all have, have their own little unique kind of ins and outs and their unique quirks to them. And, um, you know, and once you kind of understand that, you could kind of, again, it's not that it's a, a predictor of anything to come down the road. It doesn't doesn't give you like supreme clairvoyance into anything, but it, uh, but it will it will help you uh, just recognize the things that could potentially be coming down the road, things that could be a problem. It, it, it's kind of like a spidey sense, like, hey, you get your spidey sense and you know, you know, that that it spidey sense starts starts tingling, starts going off and you're like, eh, yeah, something doesn't feel right there. But anyway, OK, I got my huge stack here. Uh, so let's get into the news. Let's see. Let's, let's talk about some of the things that went down this week. Um, so. ICBA, the uh, independent community bankers, they actually opened up a new innovation office down in Atlanta, which I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, they opened this up with uh, uh, involvement with some of the other uh, kind of fintech companies and the core, core what we call core providers around banking, uh, Fiserv, uh, Ncontacts, True North, uh, Whipfly. 
so kind of an interesting thing uh, that they, they offer. They open this uh, innovation office down in Atlanta, and that's going to they're going to use that to hopefully bring bring forth a lot of new uh, innovative fintechs in the years to come. Uh, so let's let's do kind of a quick rundown and talk about what are some of the economic reports that are going to be coming out here next week. So obviously one of the, the probably the big news for this week was uh, Capital One and Discover Card, you know, kind of putting a deal together. Capital One going to buy Discover Card. Um, the regulators on Capitol Hill basically ran out against this. Uh, perhaps some people from Visa and MasterCard weren't too happy with another competitor, possibly, maybe. Um, and they ran out, uh, Maxine Waters ran out and called upon Congress to block the deal, saying she is growing increasingly concerned that one day our country may be left with only a handful of mega banks. Well, if she was concerned with that, she would have done something about that 20 years ago. Um, anyway, at the Fed, the Federal Reserve officials are cautious of cutting interest rates too soon until they have a greater confidence that inflation is receding consistently. Uh, we'll talk about a little bit of that more in just a minute. Uh, do, 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 do. What else we got here? Um, at the OCC, acting controller of the currency, Michael Hughes, uh, called on Congress to mandate increased supervision of non-bank players seeking shortcuts into banking through novel charters or bank partnerships. Um, fintechs have increasingly encroached on the banking space through bank light charters or bank partnerships to seek such benefits as cheaper funding and access to a Fed master account, but avoid burdens like heightened regulatory requirements and supervisory expectations. So see what happens with that. Okay, so what are some of the things that lovely economic indicators that we have to look forward to next week? So we have uh, on Monday, we have building permits and new home sales. Uh, we also have the five-year treasury note auction on Tuesday, we have the CB Consumer Confidence, and we have the seven-year Treasury auction. On Wednesday, we get the GDP numbers. On Thursday, we get the continuing jobless claims. We get also get the core PCE price index, which is the Federal Reserve's favorite gauge for inflation. Uh, we'll see if that comes in a little bit hotter than expected, just like the uh, CPI and the PPI did last, uh, not this week, but the week before. Uh, we get initial jobless claims, we have pending home sales, and then on Friday, we get the uh, Michigan consumer sentiment. So a lot of uh, real estate and home building indicators coming out. Like I said, we've got some GDP and the CPE coming out. So like I said, some, some good economic numbers. Uh, on a side note, I can't wait to see what this GDP, you know, the GDP uh, to me, just like the jobs report has just been utterly utterly absurd and ridiculous. If you saw the episode that I did on the January jobs report, you'll understand what I'm, what I'm talking about. But I just, I just think that the, uh, you know, the GDP report has been uh, equally absurd. I mean, what, I, I can't wait to see what they come out with. They're going to say like, Oh, we grew. Um, it's amazing. Uh, the fourth quarter last year, we grew by 7%. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, okay, sure. Um, okay. Anyway, returning back to the, that's my, that's my diatribe. Okay. Returning back to the news here. So um, as I said before, Capital One and Discover Financial Services, they signed a deal under which Capital One will acquire Discover in an all-stock transaction valued at $35.3 billion. Under the terms of the deal, Discover shareholders will receive 1.0192 Capital One shares for each Discover share, a 26.6% premium based on Discover's closing price of $110. 
on February 16th. At completion, Capital One shareholders will own approximately 60% and Discover shareholders will own approximately 40% of the combined company. The deal is expected to close in late 2024 or early 2025, but we'll see amongst the regulators. We'll see what they do. Uh, Truist Financial Corp. They reached an agreement to sell the, its remaining stake in its insurance business, uh, Truist Insurance Holdings, to an investor group led by Clayton Dubler and Rice LLC and Stone Point Capital LLC in an all-cash transaction. So they, it looks like they are trying to get out of the insurance business to a certain extent. Um, Morgan, this is kind of interesting. Morgan Stanley's former head of loan trading in Frankfurt, Germany, alleged that the company gave him a token title solely to meet post-Brexit regulatory requirements in Europe, and that he was told by an executive early on that his title only existed on paper, the Financial Times reported, citing four people with direct knowledge of the case. It's kind of interesting. Uh, New York-based investment advisor Van Eck Associates Corp. Uh, Associates Corp agreed to pay the SEC a $1.7 million civil penalty to settle charges that it failed to reveal the role of a social influencer in a launch of an exchange-traded funds. That's kind of interesting. So, um, you know, I guess the, the moral of the story is check out the social influencer before you hire them. Uh, Senate Democrats wrote the CEO of Early Warning Systems LLC, which is the parent company of peer-to-peer -peer payment network Zelle, uh, Cameron Fowler, a letter asking the company to publicly clarify their reimbursement policy for imposter scams, reimburse customers for additional types of scams, and streamline the process for consumers to report unauthorized transactions, scams, and fraud. So that's interesting. So we'll have to see what happens there with that. Uh, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau's newly updated terms and credit card plan survey revealed that the 25 largest credit card issuers charge customers interest rates of 8 to 10 points higher than small and medium-sized banks and credit unions, which led to $400 to $500 in additional annual interest for the average cardholder. So... Uh, maybe want to check your credit cards and see what your interest rates are and see if maybe you can get some better rates from some smaller lenders. Just a thought. <clears throat> Federal bank regulators issued the 2023 Shared National Credit SNC report, which showed credit quality remained moderate with large syndicated bank loans. However, regulators noted declining credit quality trends due to the impact of high interest rates on leveraged borrowers and compressed operating margins in some sectors. Okay, uh, bad commercial real estate loans have exceeded loss reserves at the biggest U.S. banks following a rise in late payments linked to offices, shopping centers, and other properties, and as regulators highlight risks in the sector, the Financial Times reported, citing filings to the Federal Deposit Insurance Corp., the average reserves at J.P. Morgan, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Citigroup, Goldman Sachs, and Morgan Stanley have gone down to $0.90 cents from $1.60 uh, $1.60 per dollar of CRE loans that are at least 30 days late, according to the report. In 2023, delinquent CRE debt for the six banks nearly tripled, tripled to $9.3 billion, the report said. So obviously, yeah, commercial real estate's a problem. And, uh, you know, banks, you know, they better have, they better up those loan loss reserves because they're going to need it. Um, here's an interesting one. 
Citigroup CEO uh, Jane Frazier, her her CEO, her her pay was increased six point one percent to twenty six million dollars from twenty four point five million in twenty twenty two. Frazier received a flat base salary of one point five million and a total incentive award of twenty four point five million, consisting of three point six seven million cash, eight point five seven five million deferred stock, and twelve point two five million preferred share units. In determining Frazier's 2023 pay, the city board considered Frazier's strategic decisions, city's absolute and relative total shareholders return, and the company's financial performance in 2023, according to a regulatory filing. The board also considered peer institutions' competitive market levels of pay for CEOs. That's interesting. So you fire 60,000 people and you get a pay increase. Hmm. Interesting. New York Community Bank Inc.'s troubles largely linked to bad CRE loans, prompting U.S. banking regulators to ask regional lenders whether they faced any fallout from lenders' problems and a sign of continued worries about the banking sector's health. Reuters reported citing unnamed sources, agencies, including Office of the Controller of the Currency, the FDIC, and state banking bodies began making calls the day NYCB announced disappointing earnings and reduced dividends, the report said. Uh, that's kind of interesting because I remember the head of the FDIC basically coming out the next day saying that everything was fine and there was nothing to worry about. But apparently that's not what they thought because they started making calls to other banks going, hey, do you guys have any problems? And and if you guys go back to the episode that I did on New York Community Bank a couple of weeks ago, uh, you'll see in that in that episode, I question, you know, is is this the catalyst for yet another kind of regional bank crisis on our on our heels. So we'll, we'll see. Um, bah, 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 bah. Here we go. Blockchain company Circle Internet Financial, which created the U.S. dollar-backed uh, USDC, is discontinuing support for the digital currency on the Tron blockchain in a phased transition. Effective immediately, Circle will no longer mint USD on Tron and will just support Circle Mint customers' transfers of USDC to other blockchains through February 2025, according to a press release. Um, yeah, I'll have to look into that. That's kind of interesting. Um, U.S. Senator Sherrod Brown urged the Federal Reserve Board to sufficiently penalize Fed officials who engaged in pro uh, prohibited market trading activity, i.e. insider trading, and establish without delay a process for enforcing the investment and trading policy, uh, a program that was formed after two former Fed presidents were found trading securities just before the Fed discussed monetary policy and emergency lending programs in response to the COVID-19 crisis in 2020. Again, I did a whole episode on this about the Fed governors and the insider trading at the Fed. And uh, yeah, I have some pretty strong feelings about that and uh, what should be done there. So go check out that episode if you want more information. So um Let's see what else we got here. Uh, Regions Financial Corp is reducing its headcount so it can invest in risk management technologies as the company grapples with increased expenses related to fraud. Uh, the company reported $135 million in fraud-related losses between the second and third quarters of 2023 and expects continued fraud losses above historic levels at about $25 million per quarter. So that's interesting. So they're expecting a lot of fraud there going on. Um 
Bank economists expressed cautious optimism about lending growth in 2024, yet expect weak credit conditions for businesses over the next six months, American Banker reports. Citing the American Bankers Association's latest credit condition index, which rose to its highest level in nearly two years. The index, which is based on responses by bank chief economists, reached 26.9 in the first quarter, a below 50 reading, which indicates that the committee predicts credit market conditions to deteriorate, according to the report. So um, a lot of bankers think that we are going to in for some pretty weak uh, credit conditions over the next few months. A Montenegro court ruled that the CEO of Singapore-based cryptocurrency firm Terraform Labs, uh, Duquan, should be extradited to the U.S. to face trial on fraud charges stemming from the 2022, the May 2022 collapse of Terra USD stablecoin and Luna token. The Wall Street Journal reported federal prosecutors in New York charged Quan with eight counts of fraud in 2023, the report said. So if you go back and you watch my cryptocurrency part three on the uh, collapse of the crypto market in 2022, you'll hear all about uh, Terraform's uh, labs. You'll hear all about Terra uh, USD and Luna token and how they collapsed. And then that ultimately led to the collapse of the crypto market. Um, moving on. Most Fed officials last month expressed concerns over the risks of cutting interest rates too soon compared with keeping them elevated for too long. According to minutes of the January 30-31st Federal Open Markets Committee meeting released on February 21st, most participants thought it is inappropriate to raise interest rates too soon before incoming data showed that inflation is moving down substantially to 2%. Um, yeah, I don't think it's going to get there. Democratic Congresswoman Maxine Waters called on banking regulators to block Capital One Financial Court's $35.3 billion deal. We already talked about that. Um, and then, yeah, we already talked about this other thing. Let's see here. Uh, okay, this JP Morgan Chase CEO, Jamie Dimon, sold $150.2 million of his shares in the company February 22nd, according to a regulatory filing. Uh, Dimon sold on the New York Stock Exchange a total of 821,000 shares, which were part of his equity compensation from JP Morgan from 2017 to 2021, according to the filing. It was the first time Diamond sold shares in the largest U.S. bank since he became CEO in 2005. So uh, Jamie uh, cashing out quite a big chunk of change, $150 million is very nice. Uh, cryptocurrency exchange Payword Inc. doing business as Kraken filed to dismiss a U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission lawsuit that charged the company with operating an unregistered exchange, co-mingled customer assets with its own, and at times paying expenses from bank accounts that held customer cash, Bloomberg News reported. Kraken's move followed similar moves from peers, Coinbase, and BAM Trading Services, Inc., doing business as Binance in the U.S., the report noted. Um, okay. So, and then what other highlights do we have here? So the Fed is in no rush to cut rates, meeting minutes show. Uh, we talked about that, that, yeah, they're obviously concerned with inflation. Don't want to cut things too quick. Uh, here's an interesting thing. You know, sometimes, sometimes you have to look at uh, other indicators that aren't necessarily obvious, but are pretty important. So Home Depot, I always watch Home Depot. Home Depot sees continued headwinds as high interest rates hurt big ticket spending. 
Home Depot reported fiscal 2023 fourth quarter revenue and profit that exceeded analyst expectations, but sales guidance that disappointed investors. Uh, the home improvement retail retailer projects comparable sales to decline about 1% in fiscal 2024 as customers defer large projects, large projects and big ticket purchases in an environment of still high interest rates. So always keep an eye on Home Depot and Lowe's. If you see them starting to go down or have problems, that usually is a great indicator of what's going on uh, with the consumer in the overall market. So just a good tip there. It's a good tip for the week. Um, it's less lucrative now for workers to switch jobs as a labor market settles into a new regime. So overall, a worker who changed jobs in January saw a 7.2% boost in median year-over-year annual pay compared to the 5.2% growth in pay from a worker who stayed in the same job. That gap, that gap is now far narrower than in June of 2022 when job changes saw a medium year-over-year change in annual pay of 16.4% compared to 7.7% for those who remained in their jobs. So obviously the, the big, uh, you know, um, the big switch over a lot of people, you know, that what did they say? The, the great resignation, obviously that has passed, uh, people starting to get probably a little bit more, uh, you know, cautious about their jobs. I'll say that. So we could definitely see that, uh, people are still getting a little bit of bump, but it's not, it's not anywhere what it was like a year or so ago. Um, Here's kind of interesting, just an interesting to note. So the um, the deal between Capital One and Discover Card, uh, they, they you know it's kind of, this article here. So Payment Network, uh, digital banking platform drove Capital One's deal for Discover Card. So basically, uh, the the Payment Network was the big that was the big motivator there for Capital One uh, to basically get that Discover Card Payment Network, which basically they said that they could not organic or excuse me they could not organically recreate because it would cost them too much money uh so that's kind of an interesting thing to look at there um u.s bank credit loss provisions soared in 2023 as credit concerns intensified um we kind of talked about that a little bit earlier amazon i thought this is interesting amazon to join the dow jones industrial average replacing walgreens so Amazon is replacing Walgreens in the Dow Jones Industrial Average, effective next Monday. S&P said the changes were prompted by Walmart's three-for-one stock split, uh, which also takes effect next week and reflect the evolving nature of the American economy. Now, keep in mind, uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Average only has 30 stocks in it. And, and basically, they're supposed to be the, the, you know, the biggest stocks out there. So it would certainly make sense that Amazon would, would be in there. Um, and they're going to replace Walgreens. So just uh, something to note there. Um, NASDAQ CEO takes on financial crime at the World Economic Forum. And he just he just gave kind of a whole address and talked about a lot of the toll of financial crime right now. And I'm just going to hit you with a couple numbers here. So $782 billion in drug trafficking activity, $346 billion in human trafficking, and 11.5 billion in terrorist financing. So a total of an estimated 3.1 trillion in illicit funds flows through the global financial system in 2023. That's pretty, pretty staggering. Um, okay, number of banks with the US-Texas ratio above 100% drops after the bond rally. So uh, bonds rallied a little bit. Uh, so banks, uh, you know, basically they're the Texas ratio, that's a key kind of 
uh, capital ratio that gets looked at in banking. Uh, that was a good thing. It's a good thing that happened there. Uh, OCC pushes for federal supervision of non-bank payments. Uh, so they want to get a hold of basically non-banks that are that uh, operate a lot of the payment systems, kind of like uh, PayPal with Venmo, Block, other things like that. Um, U.S. banks with TCE ratios below 5% dropped to the lowest point in nearly two years. U.S. retail sales slipped in January as consumers dialed down spending, something I've talked a lot about. Uh, the consumers running out, they're running out of steam. They've uh, maxed out their credit cards. They've maxed out buy now, pay later. Uh, all the COVID spending or the COVID savings money that they got is gone. And uh, yeah, the, the re I would expect retail sales to continue to go down as people run out of gas. Credit card interest rates hit record highs in the U.S., say the CFPB. Um, J.P. Morgan Chase CEO Jamie Dimon believes inflation will be stickier than people think. That's what I've been saying. Uh, let's see here. I already got that. U.S. banks overdraft income rises as CFPA, CFPB seeks to limit the fees. Uh, that's kind of a little ongoing battle there. Block uh, formally, um, what was Block? Uh, why am I drawing a blank here on what Block was before? Uh, anyway, I, I, I Square, I'm sorry. But yeah, it was Square. Now it's Block. Stupid name. Never really liked it. But um Block Inc. is the latest financial technology company joining the competition for direct deposit with banks and other consumer fintechs like SoFi Technologies and Affirm Holdings. Uh, users who have already set up direct deposit with Block's consumer payments application Cash App have shown a meaningful step up in engagement, uh, which presents the most direct opportunity for Cash App to drive top line growth. Block chairman and president uh, Jack Dorsey wrote in a shareholder letter among users of Cash App's debit card product. Those who deposit at least $2,000 of paychecks a month spend nearly six times more than those who do not. Uh, our strategy is to make sure that we are the best choice and the first choice for anyone looking who's making under $150,000 to see Cash App as their primary bank. Um, okay, only issue with that is that they do not have FDIC insurance. If anything happens to Block, all of your money is gone. So just keep that, just keep that in mind. Um, all right, and that's all. That's all I really got for you guys today, man. That was again, it's a lot, a lot of news, a lot of stuff happening, a lot of stuff going on. Um, again, I hope everyone is really enjoying the channel. I hope that, that everybody's enjoying kind of well, hopefully what I'm doing here, what's going on. Uh, please go on and check out some of my other episodes. Check out some of the things that are happening right now. Um, I will be back here in, uh, you know, next week to obviously bring you guys a whole bunch of more uh, updates and more information, and we will continue to roll from there. But uh, again, I hope everybody, if you're enjoying this, make sure to like, subscribe, share. That always helps the channel. Uh, I love you guys. Please help keep the, keeping the channel growing, keeping the channel rolling. And uh, oh, and uh, don't forget to check out some of my interviews. Um, I just did my second interview with Bob Newman from Chatham Financial on derivatives. A uh, lot of views, a lot of likes. Uh, his first interview that I did literally was, was probably the most popular video I've done so far. Uh, and the second one is doing extremely well. So, uh, so go, you know, check those interviews out if you haven't seen them yet. And, uh, and anyway, and I, that's pretty much it. I hope everyone has a wonderful week and I will be back to see everybody again next week. Thanks a lot.
Enjoy the weekend. See everybody.